Welcome to Ascended Masters at Work Radio with your host, Shirlene Reeves, the world's business success coach and author of Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom, where we focus on taking the right step-by-step actions towards generating a consistent business income. Listen in as Shirlene empowers small business owners and her million-dollar business blueprint. On Ascended Masters at Work Radio, you'll discover the secrets to building an effective, income-generating business. Find the answers for selling your programs and products without rejection. Get the solutions for building a strong financial foundation. Coaching with Shirlene Reeves and her guests. How to develop integrated programs so compelling that your clients can't resist saying yes. Now, let's welcome your host, business success coach, Shirlene Reeves. Hi, and welcome back to Ascendant Masters at Work. I'm so glad you're here with me today because we have an amazing topic, and that's all about branding. But this is not really a branding expert. This is a man that you're going to get to know, and you've known his products for many, many years if you've been out in the fashion world. He has really made a difference, and the name that he represents is on everybody's tongue, especially around the holidays. And I'm going to share with you why. So important that we have a vision for what we're going to do with our business. I was looking in my book, Selling Through Your Heart, Empowering You to Build Relationships for Financial Freedom. And on page 61, it says that a whopping 80% of businesses crash and burn, according to Bloomberg. But the question is, why? We can learn from the colossal failures of so many small businesses that we can apply to our own business aspirations. And the gentleman we're going to talk to today actually talks about his disasters and how he wanted to give up on his business completely. And believe me, I've been there myself. And if you are in that space, that's the time when you really need to sit back, relax, and think about what it is that you're doing. And it's my, in my 30-plus years as a solopreneur and through my interactions with thousands of entrepreneurs around the globe, I've had an opportunity to watch the confusion and pain business owners experience as they take on the challenge of being an entrepreneur all alone. And that's the reality, isn't it? We're all alone. Unless we get into a mastermind or we get into a group that we enjoy being in that can help us move forward into that next level. So many people say to me, where are those groups? I don't even know where to find those groups. But I'm not going to go into that now because I know you're confused by so many different opinions of what you should do and you frequently are chasing the shiny new ideas or objects and you're overwhelmed by big visions with no step-by-step instructions. Many don't understand the importance of deciding on a specific target market, and we're going to address that today and what happened when this gentleman didn't choose the right target market in the first place, and what you might say to create sales and generate an income. On the surface, Bloomberg reports that the primary reason so many businesses fail is because they simply run out of cash. However, the cracks in their foundations start well before the financial collapse. 
And here are seven reasons why solopreneurs fail. Maybe you can just look at this in your own mind and decide, I have seven reasons here. And the first reason is no finely defined target market. Mm, we'll hear more about that very shortly. Number two is no understanding of how the client thinks or what his and her needs are. Well, if you know your target market and you create a program that they don't need, then you have a big challenge trying to get it sold. And you might get it sold here and there, but for the most part, it isn't going to sell on a consistent basis. So it's always better to find out what your clients need and then create a program around those needs because then you can sell them so easily. Here's the third reason. No clarity on how to build client relationships. Well, that comes right down to working with your target market and finding out what their needs are. And that's how you build the relationships. Number four is no authentic, heartfelt sales skills. Well, I talk about that all the time. I talk about selling through your heart, getting out of your head, and letting people get to know the authenticity of who you really are. And also, the three-step sales waltz that I have in the book helps you out a great deal. Number five, no confidence in program development or pricing. And that's simply because you don't know how to talk about it. That's it. That's why we don't have confidence because we try saying it this way or we try saying it that way and it doesn't work and it doesn't work and it doesn't work. And finally, we just say, I don't know how to talk about this thing. And I don't even know if my pricing is right. So that was number five. This is number six. No visibility in the marketplace or on the web. Well, that's a whole nother story because if you aren't visible on the web, it's a big challenge for people to find you. Do you know that it's the statistics show that 82% of click-throughs are based on video? So if you're trying to market on the web and you have no video, you've lost an awful big percentage of who could work with you. Now, number seven, like I just said, no video or blog branding consistency. People learn to know, like, and trust you through video. And that's why I teach massive visibility for massive income. And I talk about it in the book, too. So your customers, they actually hold the keys to your success in their behavior, their confusion, their core values, sometimes the pain they're feeling, and the dreams they want to fulfill. That is where you find the keys. So in this conversation today that we're going to have, you are going to learn all about this gentleman and how he found the keys to make millions of dollars. Let me give you a bit of information about this gentleman before I bring him on. He has traveled all over the world and he's made such an impact in so many of our lives. You're going to be really surprised when you hear who it is because I know many of us, I do for sure, own the product that he talks about. Now this gentleman, he's really charted his own course and he's become one of the great entrepreneurial success stories of our time and you'll know why I say that very shortly. And in 1978, he imported six pairs of sheepskin boots from Australia with a dream to build a business where every American would eventually be wearing the product. Boy, did his dream come true. If all of our dreams could come true like his did, 
we would be so not only wealthy, but so well known. And that's how the world's most recognizable brands began and sales of, get this, UGG products have exceeded a billion dollars in each of the past six years. I'd like to introduce to you Brian Smith. Hi, Brian. Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. What a great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're with us because I know you're so busy. <laughs> oh, my, my dream was to have that all happen in one year. But it was amazing how it took 20. To, oh, uh, well, tell us about yeah. this. We want to hear how you got started. How did you realize that dream? It's a, a series of funny events. Uh, I, I was an accountant in Australia after 10 years of studying and finally graduated and quit the same day. And <laughs> was meditating about what I wanted to do. And I put on some music by Pink Floyd and the, and the words of the Dark Side of the Moon album was, you know, and then one day you find 10 years have got behind you. No one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun. And I got covered in goosebumps. And, mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, my God, all my friends are tracking off to partnerships or built their own businesses. And I've been running on the spot for 10 years. And a few days later, I was meditating again because you know, I, I just discovered yoga way back then, 40 years ago, out of a book. Mm -hmm. And that led to meditation. And I was thinking, okay, well, what can I do? And, and I got the goosebumps again because I thought, oh, my God, all the big trends are coming out of California. So I'm going to go over to California. I'm going to find the next big thing and bring it back to Australia. Within like a week or two, I was, you know, landed in, in L.A. and rented a little house in Santa Monica and just started surfing up at Malibu, which had always been my dream. And was always looking for the next big thing, but after three months, I still hadn't found it. And then one day I was on the beach. It was about October. The water was getting cool and the wind was chilly. And I pulled on, you know, I finished surfing and I was pulling on my sheepskin boots after the surf, you know, to get my feet warm again. And I just got this massive dose of goosebumps again. And I thought, oh, God, there are no sheepskin boots in America. At the time, one in two Australians owned some sort of sheepskin footwear. And so that was really the beginning of me figuring out that I, I you know, I thought I'd be an instant millionaire because how popular they were in Australia. Uh -huh. But Americans didn't understand sheepskin the way Australians do. So it was a very, very hard business to try and educate Americans that sheepskin is not hot, it's not prickly, it, you, know, you can get it wet. You know, you can wash it, you know, all of these things that, that turned Americans off. But, but that was really the, you know, the, and those goosebumps, you know, I've, I have been getting them all my life and I've come to realize that every time that I get the goosebumps, I stop and think and it's usually a sort of, some sort of momentous, uh, happening or event or thought in my life. So now whenever I get the goosebumps, I stop and, and, and think, okay, this, this must be important and uh, make sure I try and figure out how to, how to take a direction from that. You know, Brian, you said something really important, and that was you had to educate Californians on the benefits of sheepskin boots. And I think that's very interesting because so many of us in our businesses have to educate, and we think, oh, it's just going to take off right now, but we don't realize that it takes time to not only plant it in people's minds, but help them understand that it really could benefit them. How did you finally get 
that to take off. Well, I was at a trade show after about, you know, like after five years, I was at a ski show, and, you know, another buyer, this woman was standing in front of me just telling me why, why our sheepskin boots wouldn't work for her because she was back in Pennsylvania and they had snow and mud and slush and, and the sheepskin's too hot. And I, and I just, like in frustration, I said, look, take your shoe off and put this on right now. And she didn't want to do it, but she finally put the Ugg boot on and she goes, oh, my God, these are so comfortable. I could sell these stuff after, she, after ski boots in my store, you know, and I'm going, oh, that's what I've been trying to tell you for the last 10, 15 minutes. But it, <laughs> it, was, it was the physical act of her putting the product on, feeling the sensuous feel of the, of the fleece against her skin, and after that it didn't matter. If, it, if they got wet or there was mud or slush, she had figured out that, that the comfort was going to take you know, control of the buyer, the purchase. And so that then became my mantra from then on. Every sales rep that I had, I, I make sure that they never started talking sales until the buyer or the potential buyer had put the product on their feet. Mm-hmm. And so for everybody else you know, who's got a product that they think is the best thing since sliced bread, you know, the consumer or the, you know, the potential customer doesn't know it. So you have to figure out a way to explain it to them or show them that's non-threatening so they can get to understand exactly what it is that you know about your product. I learned from my early advertising, I was doing ads with these models uh, on the beach wearing sheepskin boots, you know, the perfect clothing and hair and sunset and everything for three years and getting nowhere in sales. And finally, I, I was discussing this with one of my customers and and he just called out the back to all these little 12, 13-year-old grommets and they came out and he said, what do you think of Uggs? And they all came out saying, oh, those Uggs are so fake. Have you seen those ads? Those models can't surf. And I knew what they meant. I was sending the wrong image or giving the, the wrong benefits to my target market. They didn't want to be part of this fake, you know, scene. So I started using young pro surfers and photographed them just on a couple of, you know, these iconic surf walks at Black's Beach in La Jolla and another one up in Trestles that's called, you know, up, up at San Onofre. And as soon as I started running those ads, the sales went from like 20,000 to, to 200,000 because that what I was advertising was what these kids wanted to be part of, which was walking along this track with these young pro surfers. And... So it's really, that was when I really learned about advertising and marketing and that became my passion for the next 20 years and that's why UGG became so big. You never advertise your product, you advertise the benefits or the feelings or the emotions or the, the you know, what your, your customer will get from it, not the actual product itself. Does that make I'm sense? I'm so glad that you brought that up because you verified what I teach my clients all the time. We are in charge of painting the dream of what our clients want. And yes, and it made all the difference for you when you found that out. And I tell that to all of my clients because they're always trying to sell the product rather than painting the dream of what it can do for them with the benefits. And yes, those Ugg boots are so luscious to slip on. And I could certainly understand why people would connect with that once they had it on their body. Yeah, it was crucial. 
<laughs> so you've really created a movement, right? Yes, I became like in the surf market where I started, and and the you know people are surprised that I started in the surf market, but when you think of how practical they are. The, the, the sheepskin breathes and it wicks moisture. So you can get out of a freezing cold surf and put the boots on and, and even with wet feet, it wicks the moisture out and, and warms them up within five or ten minutes. So it was very, very practical to start in the surf route. And, and then the moms who, you know, were getting bombarded. But after I figured out this image thing, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd had a whole problem getting into the mall stores you know all the big shoe retailers mm-hmm. they didn't get it but there was this the one year where i started using those young pro surfers i started running those ads and all the kids are telling their moms that you know oh mom all the cool kids at school have got a pair of ugly boots i want some for christmas and mm-hmm. so the moms didn't have a clue that they were a surf item they started walking the malls you know the kinney's do you have Ugg boots? No, never heard of them. Nordstrom, do you have Ugg boots? No, what are they? You know, and all this went on and on through all the malls, and it created this amazing, um, like, demand for Uggs. All the, all the big retailers started calling me saying, what the hell are these boots? We've got all these customers asking for them. We don't even know what they are. So that was, like, the turning point was, you know, getting those kids to create the movement out of the surf market that, that then, you know, when the moms bought them for the kids, they then they say, God damn, these are good. I'm going to buy some for myself. I'll buy some for my daughters, you know. That is, so it took off through the back door, not up, not through the front door. So now people wear them with dresses and skirts, and I, I see them uh, on everybody now, especially yeah. in the wintertime. And oh, California, yeah. uh, the people in California are – they just kind of wear your branding all the time, and nobody says anything, but everybody knows. And that yeah. is an awesome way to market. No, it is really cool. Yeah, I'm really. I'm, every time I see someone on the street wearing them, I'm really proud. Yeah, and it wasn't an in-your-face campaign, which I find very, very unique because as we watch TV commercials, which I can't stand because they are so in-your-face. Like you said, you crept in the back door, and that is what I love about your campaign and what you've done. Yeah, and if you look, you know, like an oak tree has the deepest roots, you know, and Mm -hmm. if you try and do something really fast with lots of pizzazz, you'll get an amazing quick growth, but it'll die just as fast. Mm -hmm. Um, So you you really have to do all the, 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 the... you know, what I call the guerrilla advertising and the marketing and get a really loyal core of followers um, behind your brand or your product or whatever it is. And then the word of mouth is so powerful. That's what sets the roots down very, very deep. And and that's why, Argus, it's the 40th anniversary this year. Can you believe that? Oh, I can't. <laughs> and, and, and those roots were set down 40 years ago and it's still powering the company today. Mm, wow. So where are you at today with the company? I don't have any day-to-day control of, over any of the operations. I'm still friendly with the, the executives at the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've written a book called The Birth of a Brand, and I've got Uggs on the cover and, the, you know, the Ugg logo on the cover. So, you know, we've got good relationship where they're, they're you know, helping me market the book. Mm-hmm. Um and the the book is it's available on Amazon. Did I just say the birth of a brand? Yes, you did. Okay, and it's on Amazon. It's like a roadmap for entrepreneurs, and uh, it's 
it, it really laid out from the day I started the entire 20-year period, or actually 17-year period that I owned the company mm-hmm. and built it up into the, you know, the, the tens of millions in the U.S. Um, and uh, it really, th- th- there's no entrepreneur that can't benefit from seeing <laughs> the amazing disasters that I made, the times I should have given up, times I tried to give up and couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- th- there's so much wealth of, of philosophy and spirituality in the book about how I, how I kept on, you know. And, you know, the, one of the great themes is that your most disappointing disappointments will always become your greatest blessings. And I just go through all of the disappointments that I had that, you know, a year or two later I look back and think, oh, my God, thank God that happened. I never would be where I am today if that hadn't have happened. And so there's all these really powerful uh, philosophical points that, that will help any entrepreneur overcome no matter what it is in their own business. It'll help them overcome it. I thought it was interesting, Brian, when you were talking about wanting to give up. And I know that you are highly connected to spirit, and I love the description that you give about the goosebumps and how that triggers you into knowing what your next steps are. Would you talk to us more about that? Because I know the audience would love to know how it is that you detect the messages that you receive from God or spirit or your intuitive messages and how they got you to that next level. Okay, well, one example is that, you know, after three or four years, I hadn't been getting anywhere before the the moles, like, kicked in. It was just so hard and decided I'd had three summer jobs. One was washing boats at Marina del Rey the first summer. The second summer, I was construction worker in Bel Air in, in Beverly Hills. And the third summer, I was a greenskeeper at a golf course in San Diego just to stay alive, you know. And it was a golf course that I decided, you know, it, this is too hard. It's not catching on. I'm going to get rid of all of the product that's in my third bedroom as soon as I can and get out of the business. At the end of that summer, there was a huge storm came down the coast from, you know, the north, which always heralds the beginning of winter for California. And I got home totally wet from the golf course, and there was about 30 messages on my answering machine from all of the surf shop retailers just screaming for product. And Brian, you know, I'll drive down from from L.A. to Santa Monica. I drive, when can I get some product, you know? And so that made me realize it was just a a timing thing. And and so I I decided to raise some money after that and capital from an investor and, and be able to pay myself a salary through the summer so I could turn it into a real business. As much as I wanted to, you know, I decided to give up, I couldn't. And there were other disasters along the way that I should have been forced out of business because I made some bad decisions, but the product was so good that it just kept going, going, going. Beauty and what I love about being an entrepreneur, it's so uncertain, and I love the chaos and the uncertainty of it. It's wonderful that you mentioned the beauty is the chaos and the uncertainty in being an entrepreneur because I agree with you. I think that's why I am an entrepreneur and evidently why you are is because there's so much of that and we never have the same thing on any day. Like if you have a job, you're going to have the same thing. You know who's going to be there. You know what time you have to be there. You pretty much even know what kind of work you're going to be doing on that day and it becomes for us who are entrepreneurs very humdrum. So the chaos 
is what keeps us stimulated in moving forward with our passion. Now, Brian, share with us a little bit about your spiritual perspective and where all that comes from. You know, I just believe that God isn't way out there at the end of the universe somewhere. I, I believe there's a, a spark or a fragment of, of spirit in every single one of us and that it has some sort of direction that it wants us to take in our lives. And every time we make a decision or, or come to a, a realization that's in alignment with that, you know, that inner vision, then it sends us a message. And the only way it can connect with us is through this electrochemical body we have and, and it comes out in the form of goosebumps. So I believe it's, you know, I, I say the word God, but I believe it's the spirit talking to me every time that happens. Because I, I got to check on every time I get goosebumps now and it's always because of some universal principle that I'm, that I'm in alignment with. I think what's really fun is when you're sitting with somebody and you come up with this marvelous idea or you share something that has meaning to both of you and you both get these chills. I love it when that happens because that's like a double confirmation that you're right on the path where you belong. The, the high doesn't come when you're in a situation of wanting to give up. <laughs> It'll come maybe a day or two later when when you get the positive direction that you should take, and then that, and then you you, you haven't given up, but you're already on the path to a new a new direction, you know, or a new not not even direction, but a new methodology of, of getting what you want done done. If you knew what you're in for, you wouldn't start. The the thing is, you you don't have to know the end result when you start out, because there are so many things. You know that saying that the universe will conspire to work with you. You have to be moving for that to happen. It'll never happen when you're sitting on the couch, right? But the minute you step on the path, I'll explain it this way. When's the last time you can remember seeing an advertisement for a refrigerator? I don't think I've seen an advertisement for a refrigerator since I was a kid. So, But if you needed a refrigerator this weekend, you would start seeing evidence of refrigerators everywhere. You'd be, you'd be driving down the street, you'd see storefronts with refrigerators. You'd be at Starbucks and you'd see the classified ads open at refrigerators. You'd be, you know, they'd, they'd just come out of the woodwork. And, and that's because the universe is absolutely perfect. Everything you could possibly want already exists. But you must be looking for something. It's like, you don't, not looking for something specific, but once you're on the right direction, all of the evidence will start coming into your peripheral vision on, on things that can help you get further along the path that you're going. It's just a, it's a law of the universe. You don't need to know the end place that you're going to end up because it's never going to be what you think of when you start because when you start, your vision is so limited because you don't have all of this universal you know, knowledge available to you. It, it, it's, it's a building growing, just, just like humans grow from babies to old people. A, a, a business starts out embryonic and, and grows according to the environment. It's just a natural, natural law. Well, Brian, I always say our time goes so fast, and it certainly flew by today with us. You gave us such great information. I love your secret to advertising, and I hope that people really got that when you were talking about it. And I love your story about Ugg Boots. If you get a chance, my friends, go get Brian's book. I think that it might give you a tremendous amount of information when it comes to 
fleshing out what it is you want to do with your business because as he said, he sure made a lot of mistakes and don't we always say that mistakes are our golden lessons and they're also our opportunity to learn more and move to that next level. So go ahead and get his book called The Birth of the Brand on Amazon. The Birth of the Brand. And maybe you could pick up Selling Through Your Heart at the same time. That would be such a nice blend of books to get you on the right path for a consistent income. So go check out his book and he'll tell you step by step how he created his own business and I know it will help you create yours. So thanks for spending time with us today, for giving up a bit of time on your Wednesday to learn something from Mr. Brian Smith with a boot. See you next time on Ascended Masters at Work. This is Shirlene Reeves, your host. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Ascended Masters at Work Radio. We hope you've gained insights that will change the way you do business, generate a consistent income, and provide a new enlightened path toward financial freedom and designing the lifestyle of your dreams. And if you simply can't wait to purchase Shirlene's book, Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom at sellingthroughyourheart.com. <laughs>